Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. So we're going to deal with love and marriage. Amen. At the request of my wife, we're going to deal with love and marriage. Praise God forever. Amen. And, and I guess while we're doing this, if you want to, you can write questions down on a piece of paper. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, you can write some questions down on a piece of paper. And, and um, I or myself or Pastor Santa will, will do our best to answer your question based on the Word of God. I'm not, you know, the, you know, the kind of person I am, <clears throat> whatever I want to, <clears throat> whatever God is uh, assigned that he's placed on my life, uh, or whatever I'm called to do in life, or whatever in, endeavor I believe he's asked me to undertake, I go straight to the word of God for my answers. I never look outside the Bible for my answers in life. Amen? Because the Bible is instruction uh, for living, for, for all of life. God doesn't want you to go anywhere to get your questions answered except to him. Amen. Amen. In all of life, I don't care what area of life it deals with, he wants your answers to come from him. Amen. Amen. He wants your life built on the word of God. What does Matthew 4, 4 say? Man shall not live. And I want to say, and I'm going to say, when we talk about live, we talk about experiencing life on the godly level. When you talk about man shall not live, he's not talking about just existing. We're not talking about just existing. We're talking about living the quality of life that God himself experiences. God, so God gives us his word so that the quality of life we're experiencing is on the same level and quality he's experiencing. He doesn't want to have a high quality of life and then you have a mediocre quality of life. Amen. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. And it's talking about the Zoe kind of life. It's the quality of life that God experienced. I want you to have that and that more abundantly. If you get that kind of quality of life, you're not going to be depressed. Amen. If you get that quality of life, you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be suicidal. You're not going to feel like giving up. You're not going to say, oh, it's Monday. You're going to say, praise God, it's Monday. And life is coming in more abundantly. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and <laughs> that kind of quality of life is, exists. Most people never tap into it because most people are not living by the word, every word. You know what they said? Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Go over and turn to Matthew 4.4. 4. You better take a look at that. You better put your eyes on that. Because he said this is how men ought to live. So when it comes to love and marriage, guess what? You're going to have to do it by the word of God. Amen. And it doesn't matter what you did in the past. It only matters where you're going. Amen. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. The key to it is where are you going? Amen. I was I always consider myself very fortunate because the the same year I got married, I met my pastor. Amen. Pastor Seth and I've been married for 35 years. And uh, we celebrate that last month in December. Um, and um, I've been with my pastor 35 years. Amen. Amen. And he taught on love and marriage in the church because just getting together with a person doesn't mean that you understand the roles and responsibilities 
associated with the institution God made. Let me say this, the most powerful institution God made. Amen. Is the most, it is the most powerful institution God made was the marriage institution. And it was designed to rule the whole planet. Amen. When you see a husband and wife in, in Christ, that is the most powerful manifestation of the kingdom of God in the earth. And we know that from Genesis chapter 1. God gave them power. He gave them dominion to rule the whole planet. Amen. He gave them dominion over the entire planet to rule it, to order it, to organize it, to structure it, to replenish it. That they had enough authority in them where if they agreed together, they never ran out of anything. That's the power he gave them. But it's the number one institution that the Satan will attack. And so when we talk about love and marriage, if you bought a car, if you, if, if, you, if you were shopping for a car, would you buy the brand that had the statistic that it broke down 50% of the time? If you knew that model, that half of them that rolled off the lot was going to break, that means you had a 50% chance that as soon as you got down the road, the thing was going to break down. Would you buy it? No, you wouldn't buy it. You'd look at the Consumer Report and then say, man, that thing, half of them break down. And so you'd stay away from it. Well, guess what? Half of marriages, half, where two people go together in a union, half of them fail. And really, statistically, it shows it doesn't matter if they're saved or unsaved. And why would that be? You would think believers that are in covenant with the Most High God would have a better statistic. Why is it the same? You know, I would say it's because the world, the church lives just like the world. Amen. They may come to church, but that doesn't mean you're living by the words that come out of God's mouth. Amen. As a matter of fact, some people are looking for churches where they don't get the word. <laughs> we preaching me the word. They get mad at you because you gave them the word. Because the word don't always make you happy. Amen. First word that Jesus preached was change. That if this is going to work for you, you're going to have to change. And I'm telling you right now, if you're planning on going into the marriage institution, you are going to have to change. Somebody say amen to that. There's <laughs> a whole reason why, reason why you got to change. Because you may not think like God in every area. Amen. And there may be things you got to learn about your mate. And because you are in covenant with this person, you may have to change. Because of the person you married. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You didn't marry your mama. You didn't marry your dad. Amen. And so when you go into a whole new setting, everything will have to change. And that's, you know, and Pastor Cynthia and I, we've been married for 35 years, but, but we were so different. Our homes were different. Man, I can't tell you how different our homes were. And so I had to change a lot, as she said. <laughs> Yeah, she said, I did have change a lot. Yeah. Amen. Some of it was willing. Some of it was dragging. <laughs> some of it was coming along the way. Amen. Because if you stay together 35 years, you're going to have some changes. You're going to have some days you was mad. You're going to have some days you couldn't see straight. But you understood the bigger picture. You understood the bigger picture. You understood what God was doing here. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I want to say this again. 
It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. The question is, you don't have tomorrow, but well, you don't have yesterday. You have today. And who was that? Apostle Paul said this about his new life in Christ. He said, you got to forget the things that are behind you. I'm going to help somebody right now. You have to forget the things that are behind you. Amen. Because if you don't, you're going to live life walking backwards. You have no choice but to go forward. You are, if you live, you're going into tomorrow. And you can go into tomorrow looking forward, or you can go into tomorrow backing up. Amen. Praise God. And it's more dangerous backing up. Amen. And forgetting the past, you know, and we'll talk about that. Forgetting the past and forgiving is a major part of the believer's walk. Amen. Come on now. Sometimes you got to forgive yourself. Sometimes you got to forgive other people. Amen. Praise God. And it's very important. The key to salvation, the only reason why salvation works, the only reason why is that it, there is upon this rock I build my church. And the, and the church means called out ones. Amen. And the only reason why the called out ones exist is because God is a forgiving God. God, God, had, God had to accept people in his church that had done things that are, that are completely diametric opposed to the way he thinks and the way he does things. But he's forgiven them. Amen. We see Jesus forgiving a thief on the cross. On the last day he's going to be on the planet, he's forgiving. Amen. So God is a forgiving God. Amen. And if you're going to be successful in love and in marriage, you've got to be a forgiving person. Because there's times you're going to disappoint, and sometimes the person's going to disappoint you. Why? Because you don't immediately become one flesh. The objective is to become one flesh. Amen. We may be, it, we may be able to, to have, be one flesh contractually in marriage. We may be uh, one flesh because we uh, have consummated our marriage. But the way we think, the way we think is most important. And the purpose of the word of God, and one of the things we did, because our, our upbringing was so different, we had to make a foundation in our marriage that we're going to do things the way God said to do it. Amen. We're going to discipline our children the way God said to discipline. Yeah. Yeah, your mama may have pulled out a strap on you. He got a whipping with a telephone pole or something. Well, the Bible don't say correct children that way. So, so praise God, Hallelujah. you know, we're not going to whip, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to whip the kids the way your daddy whipped you. And then, then the, the foundation for doing it, that's the way my mom and daddy did it. No, no, that creates a lot of problems. And we decided we were going to do everything the way God said to do it. And that means both of us were constantly changing. Not only was I changing, she's changing too. She's changed so much that I don't want to be with anybody else but her. She have fashioned herself to her man. And praise God. Hallelujah. I ain't got time. I ain't got another 35 years to train nobody. <laughs> I ain't got 35 years to train nobody else. Praise God. And you need to think like that. If you've been in it, praise God. The grass, let me help you. The grass is not green on the other side. 
Let me help you right now. Somebody just got delivered. Praise God. <laughs> it may look like it is, but it's not. It's, it's hang-ups over there, too. I remember one day we were out fishing, and, 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 and we were working at the spot we was on. We were catching some, but not that many. And then we looked across on the other side of the lake, and the fish was jumping up and bouncing around like that. And they kept doing it. And then finally somebody said, we, didn't, we better just move over and go over there. Well, as soon as we got over, we threw our line in, and some trees had fallen down in the water. Every time we threw our line in the water, it got hooked. One time I caught a fish, and my line was wrapped around a branch, and I was able to pull the fish up and see him, but I couldn't get him out of the water. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, it's not green on the other side. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> if you're in the union, amen. And you're working at it, keep working at it. Because guess what? It takes work. Amen. And, and the work, in the work, in any work, you need instruction. And the word of God is your instruction to work in your marriage. You Matthew 4, 4 by now? Praise God. At least you don't have to go into it blind. Look what Matthew 4, 4 says. It says, but, at, but, but he answered and said, and uh, he's talking to the devil. Well, we better look at verse one, two. And then then was Jesus led up. Of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And in the marriage, Jesus is the type and shadow of who? The husband. Praise God. I got somebody in here working with me. Come on now. He is a type and shadow of the husband. He is the head of of the union. He is the head of the church as the husband is the head in that union. Amen. And he is being led and tempted of who? Because why? If you can get the head. Come on, stay with me right now. Come on now, stay with me. The Bible said smite the shepherd or get after the head. If you can get him you'll get the whole thing. Praise God. So that already tell you single women who you're looking for. You're looking for somebody that can whoop the devil. Come on now, say amen to that. Praise God. You ain't trying to look for somebody to get along with him. <laughs> you don't want somebody getting along with him. You want somebody that can flat out whip him. Come on, praise God. The seed of the Bible, Jesus said, the seed of the woman shall crush his head. When you get married, you're looking for a devil crusher. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Before you get married, take them down in somewhere where you can cast out devils. Say, <laughs> so go ahead in there. Let's see what you got. See if you can whip him. <laughs> see if you can whip him. In the name of Jesus, come out of him. Yeah. Then you got something. <laughs> Praise God. Why? Because they're going to attack your home. They're going to attack your home. Your home is going to go under demonic attack. Amen. And you're going to need somebody in there that can whoop the devil. Amen. Jesus whipped him in heaven. He whipped him on the earth. And he whipped him in hell. You need somebody to say, devil, I don't care where it's at. <laughs> I don't care where you want to get it on at. I don't care if it's at the supermarket. I could care less. I'll whoop you in Kroger's if I have to. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. 
Look what he said right in Jesus. He said it was led of the spirit. Come on now. So you need somebody that's what? Led of what? Well, we done said enough already. Come on now. And don't ever say, is nobody out there like that? That'll be a bad confession. If there's anybody that should have said there ain't nobody out there, it should have been Adam. Because literally it was nobody out there. <laughs> he was looking at animals. He was saying, man, who am I going to hang out with? Looking at kangaroo said, not me. I got my own mate. <laughs> Praise God. That was literally nobody. Adam should have had the confession. There ain't nobody out here. God. If there's anybody that was going to give up, this is for you single people, because the devil be trying to make y'all give up. And then here y'all come in here with some from the jungle and want me to tame it. And sometimes I'm good at it. Down, boy, down. <laughs> and sometimes I'm good at it. And sometimes I'm not. <laughs> Depends on how wild it is. <laughs> Praise God forever. Amen. <laughs> but, but don't ever say that. Because what, if God is preparing you that's your testimony. Come on now. If God is working on you, he never stops. He never stops working. Don't act like he stopped working when it got to you. And now you got to compromise. Say amen to that. Somebody shout, I don't have to compromise. God has got a perfect mate for me. Amen. Praise God. You don't have to compromise. You need to wait on the Lord. The Bible said, they that wait on the Lord. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Shall renew that strength. Yes. If you wait on God, you're going to be looking good. Yes. That's what God is saying. Your, your home's going to look good. Yes. Praise God. Your children going to look good. Yes. Praise God. The whole household is going to look like the blessing of God is overtaking yes. the thing. Yes. Amen. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. I'm so tired of this union. No, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not pass out. Come on now. You got to do it God's way. Hallelujah. Because everybody want to be in a relationship. I've been pastor 22 years. Everybody. And it's somebody for everybody. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So don't act like God is working on you. And there's nobody out there. To receive that work. Don't act like that. Don't let the devil tip you that you got to compromise. Come on now. I'm trying to tell you how to have a good home. It needs to be somebody that's led of the spirit of God. Come on now. It needs to be somebody of the spirit of God. You know, I tell people this because people talk about races all the time. They're in number two races. Saved and unsaved. Amen. Because the real race is based on the nature of a thing. Amen. Species are different based on the nature of a thing. Yeah. Praise God. And inside a person that's been born again, the nature of God is in them. Yeah. Amen. And that's a race of people. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Jesus, God said in Genesis uh, uh, 3.15, the seed of the woman and the seed of Satan. That's the two races. That's the only two races. That's all it is. You know, an apple is an apple. It's different kind of apples. You know, there's green apples, yellow apples, and red apples. But they all what? Apples. 
Praise God. And you eat them all, don't you? Amen. Praise God. You eat them all. You don't know what kind of, what color apple that was in your, in your, in your apple pie. You didn't make it. Somebody else made it. It could have been a yellow apple today, green apple yesterday, whatever they had in inventory. So quit making, making issues of what color the apple is. Make sure it's got the right seeds in it. Amen. Praise God. So the nature in the, in the seed of God is totally different than the nature in the seed of Satan. So God is saying the first union was between two people that had the nature of God in it. That's what it was. And he says, if you do something different than that, then you are unequally yoked. Amen. Praise God. Now, sometimes you, you don't know these things and you marry somebody, you get married, whatever. One of you gets saved and then one of you don't. But God still says protect the union. He still says protect the union. It's over in 1 Corinthians 7. He says still protect the union. Because how do you know? You may be the one to save your mate. You may be the one to save your mate. And he says keep worshiping me. If you keep worshiping me, your offspring, I will consider them godly. Amen. It's power in the word of God. And he shows us how to live in every case. Amen. Praise God. Because God didn't want people going out throwing their mates away because one was saved and the other one would. Amen. He says, no, be, I want you to be evangelistic anyway. There's a call on the church to be evangelistic anyway. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. But you should start at home first. The gospel should be preached at home first. It should be prayer for your house first. It should be prayer for your children first. It should be prayer for your mate first. Amen. The first place to cover in prayer is your home. Amen. Praise God. Be evangelistic in your home. Now I say this to the single people. And in the generation we live in, generation we live in, we're going to have a lot of young people that have never been taught, brought to church a day in their life. Because things are changing in our country. When I, when, when, when I look back at my grandparents, you know, you know, there was things that happened in their home that, that, that they could have had divorce over. But it was something about them old folk with that old time religion. They would walk through the fire and still stay there. And say the Lord will make a way yes. somehow. Then when they say that, somehow, yeah. well, <clears throat> this next generation say, I don't care how you're going to make a way. I'm here to make a way out of here. <laughs> they made a way out of there. Praise God. That's what happened to this next generation. Because uh, I'm just talking about my grandparents. I, I just remember both of them. They stayed together on both sides of my daddy's parents and my mama's parents. But this new age. Is upon us. Amen. 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 And, and, and it's been, and that's why the divorce rate has been climbing. The church is supposed to be the salt of the earth. The light of the word. That's why I'm teaching on this. Amen. Amen. Because God has instructed us how to function in this institution. Because he wants us to have a greater success record than the world. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. And you may have to get some of that old time religion. Well. Amen. From your grandmom and your granddaddy. Amen. You may need some of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. To carry you through where you're going. Amen. 
because, because it's so important. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm just saying there's some challenges, things right there. You know, we'll talk about that. There's some things that could happen where you, you, God tell you you don't have to stay. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to, you know, we're going to touch on as much as we can in this love month. Right. Hallelujah. Praise God. By the end of this month, Praise God. All the fighting is going to be, my faith is all the fighting is going to be out of you. And we're going to have a church full of lovers. Say amen to that. Some of y'all fighting me already. That's okay. Amen. The Bible says you got to love everybody. It said love them that mistreat you and pray for them. Didn't it say that? If, even if they despitefully use you to pray for them. He says even you're going to have to love your enemies. And the ones, that, the ones that mistreat you, the Bible said, because you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world and love is greater than hate, praise God. It'll win out in the end because that's what he proved. So no matter what, you're going to have to love them. See, I know they don't like the word. Because you think you feel better being mad at somebody. No, it's running up your blood pressure. It's causing your cells to fight one another. Yes. Amen. It's going to work up some kind of, it's going to work, it's going to put a stress on your body that is going to have to be medicated yeah. just to keep you going. Yeah. It's easier just to let it go. Somebody shout, let it go. Say it again for the people that didn't want to let it go. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's things you're going to have to let go. Have you ever been mad? Yes, I've been mad. So, so, so I couldn't even see straight. It's like it's going to take my, take my eyesight. <laughs> well, I was wrong for letting myself get like that. Yeah. You can even come to church mad. Yeah. At church, married and mad. Yeah. <laughs> ain't that something? Ain't that something? I've been there. Yeah. Sitting right at the church, I didn't even want Cynthia to touch me. <laughs> you know, when the seats are small, you can touch each other like they doing and they doing right there. But I was the kind of person that if you you got me, you, 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 you if you rubbing my feathers the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> you rub me backwards instead of the right way. Oh my. Then I don't want you to touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Scoot over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel your foot over there. Move that foot. Slide it back over on your side of the bed. We had a Mason Dixon line in the bed. Right? <laughs> Move it back over to the other side. Until we come up with some kind of peace treaty. Move it over. <laughs> but I was at church. And I don't even remember what Dr. Jacob said. See, this is the key to God's people. I want somebody God can reach. When I can't. Say amen to that. I don't want the devil reaching them. No. I want somebody God can reach when I can't talk to them because they are his children. He can send the Holy Ghost to talk to them. He can let the blood cleanse them. Amen. He ever liveth to make an intercession for them. And when they're sitting in the house of God, the word is coming to them. And the word will keep working on your heart and it begins to, begins to shape and mold your character. And you have to learn to forgive and walk in forgiveness. Yeah, and whether you're right or wrong, you know how to say I'm sorry. Uh -huh. yeah. 
Even if I'm sorry to save the union. Come on now. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You didn't know marriage was in, in Matthew 4, 1, did you? Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. In order to have a church, in order to have a church, he had to be prepared to overcome darkness. In order to have a church, Jesus had to be prepared to overcome darkness. Somebody say amen to that. If you're going to have a home, you're going to have to be prepared. Come on now. You're going to have to be prepared to overcome darkness. And so while you single right now, let's make, make sure you're a good devil whooper. Make sure you can cast the devil off your, be prepared to cast the devil off your husband. Be prepared to cast the devil off your wife. Be prepared to cast the devil off of your children. Be prepared to take authority over your finances. Be prepared to take authority over your health and healing. Be ready to be a warrior. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the God. Have your loins girded about with truth. Be able to have on the blessed plate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit so you can protect your home and be ready to pray with all kind of prayer. Be ready to do tongues. Be ready to cast out devils. Be ready, amen, because he's going to attack your house. You're single, you're learning how to keep your home. It's easy to get one, obviously. All you got to say is I do. It don't take much to get one. Just say yes to all of that, preacher. Yeah. Now, let's get on down to the hotel. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Amen. It's more to it than that. That's a part of it. But it's more to it than that. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. You got to get up and manage money. Yeah. I ain't talking about that yet. That's where a lot of the fight. You got to be able to manage money, manage time, roles and responsibilities. Who going to wash the dishes? Who going to vacuum the floor? Who going to cut the grass and trim the hair? I know it looked like a little house on the prairie looked good to you, didn't it? <laughs> but when you get up in there. You better know what you're doing. <laughs> Ain't that what they said there? When you come down here, you better know what you're doing. You got to learn about all that stuff. Sitting in the house, both of you in the grass, just growing up. Just like a miracle's taking place. <laughs> no, you got to get out there and cut that. Oh, the neighborhood association. <laughs> it's going to be on your case. And if nobody wants to cut it, go get a condo somewhere. If the condo is going to keep you from fighting over the grass, coming home the grass and cut, you just lost it. I did one Sunday morning. I was coming to church, and you got, oh, I had to take a breath just thinking about that. <laughs> I can't stand the church grass not being cut. And somebody took the church grass cutting responsibility. And I pulled up in front of the church. 
and the grass was high. I almost passed out and before I came in. I wanted to preach on. <laughs> if you say you're going to cut the grass, then get out there. <laughs> I, we had to contract it out. Because I got tired of just losing it every other week. And they cut their grass and wouldn't cut the church grass past the synthesis. Their grass was cut on time. Didn't care about the church things. I said it in a nice way. You know what? Um, you shouldn't have to do that. In the church, you got to find people nicely. I really want to say, you out of here. That's another whole deal. Anyway, roles and responsibilities, because you're not careful, you're getting there and be fighting over roles and responsibilities. Say amen to that. I'm trying to help you right now. We've got to address a lot of these things because there's answers to them all. That's what we just got through singing. There's answers. He's the answer to it all. Amen. Praise God. But look down here a little bit further. We're going down here because this is what it says right here. And it says when he, when he had fasted, um, he says, and he was tempted of the devil. Notice, I'm going to tell you this. When you get married, you're going, the enemy's going to tempt you. Ain't nobody going to say amen to that. Amen. You ain't been tempted. If Jesus got tempted, you're going to get tempted. Amen. 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 Praise God. But he was so full of the word, temptations did not take over to him. The enemy could try to tempt you Talk just hidden on temptations. He could try to tempt you while you marry. Once you get married, you're off the market. Amen. When you're married, you're off the market. I don't care how good they're supposed to be looking. You done already picked. When you went down to the market, you could have got any tomato you wanted. You had a chance to go down the line and squeeze and no, don't do that. You had time to go down and just look. You had time, the kind of tomatoes I'm talking about, don't, don't squeeze. You had time to go down and look and take a look at everything like that. Amen. Amen. And you had a chance to pick. Yeah. Why are you back down at the market? <laughs> to be tempted. The devil is called the tempter. So that's what he does. Amen. And you have to protect your union. Amen. From intruders. Come on now. You got to be careful in the workplace. Pastor said yes. Amen. Come on now. I saw a lot of mess in the workplace. Amen. I'm 59 years old. Amen. I've been around. Uh -huh. Amen. I've been, I've been at the office at the cubicles. <laughs> dying in the lunchroom and all kind of places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I've had them on the job, called back to the job. They're both out of town. Post been on the business trip. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same room. What y'all doing down there? Amen. You have to guard yourself. 
because you're going to be tempted. I'm just trying to help you right here. I'm just trying to read the Bible to you and tell you the truth. Amen. I remember I was, I was going down and I would go over my scriptures in the morning at work when I was working, secular work, and I would come down to the, they had a breakfast downstairs in the building I worked in. I'd go down and eat breakfast, and then I would go over my scriptures right down at breakfast, and I'd make my confession at the table, then I'd go back up to my office. And one day I was down there, and this young lady, she came and sat down. Keith, how you doing? And she came and sat down. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I just sat there, we talked and everything. Then the next day, I came down, got my scriptures out, my Bible out, got my breakfast out, and I'm sitting there going over my scriptures. Next thing I know, Keith, how you doing today? <laughs> and I said, this can't be no routine. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to have some spider senses like Spider-Man. <laughs> you ought to be able to know when something can go the wrong way. Somebody say amen to that. I'm trying to help. Amen. Amen. I told you I worked in the place. I've worked in the places where they didn't move. Well, it's okay to go out. No, it's not. Number one, people know I'm married at work. They know I am. They know I have a family. They know I have children. And I don't like the atmosphere of this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on now. I'm just trying to help you right now. You better off listening. You better know when temptation is lurking. And you may be just fine. That's why as a pastor, I never meet with a female by myself. That's what my pastor told me. And that's what he never did. And nobody in our whole campus run off with nobody. Amen. 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 If you set up good standards yeah. and set up some good, good, some, some good guardrails. You know what I got guardrails in yeah. on the road? Because if you just happen to slip off, it's more than just slipping off. Yeah. You're going down yeah. in some hole that's going to take a whole lot of money to get you out of. Yeah. So the next morning, the third morning, Jesus got up. <laughs> I didn't go down there. I went down and got my breakfast and I started doing it at my desk. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because you can't have no stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You shouldn't have best friends yeah. when you marry. Of the opposite six, still call it your house. Say amen to that up in this church. Amen. And then your maid got to sit you, watch y'all on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> then you want to talk to me while the shoe came across the room. The person you said I do to is your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Say amen to that. Amen. And so if you got that list, lose it. Come on now. I'm trying to help you up in here to have some longevity. Come on, in your union. 
You don't need stuff that can trip you up. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You don't need Facebook friends sending you secret messages. Talking about we could have been married. That could have been us. Oh, you think it ain't happening? I'm just trying to be real with you. I'm just trying to say the enemy will tempt you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And some of you don't need a good eraser. Because you got too many contacts. Amen. Too many options. You need to, you need to get rid of all your options. Come on now. Say amen to that. Amen. Amen. If it don't bother you, if I'm not bothering you right now, it probably is your neighbor that I'm doing. So you just keep looking straight. I've been pastoring 22 years. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You need to clean out the list. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because the enemy is called the tempter. And it's some things that can be irrecoverable. That once you've entered into the temptation, it's unrecoverable. Mm -hmm. Now you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. So it's better to understand how to overcome the temptation. And notice that when you, when you, when you say I do to somebody, that's your everything where it concerns friend, lover, companion, who I go out with, so forth and so on. And even if they're just friends, they don't come before your mate. Amen. I'm, you have to manage everything around that. The mate comes first. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Look what it says right here. It says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And and but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Listen, trying to have a relationship without God is not going to work. Trying to have a relationship without God is not going to work because the Bible said it won't work. Amen. And I've never seen anybody prove the Bible wrong. And the devil don't care how long it takes to take you down. He's persistent. And things can look good for a while. But a while ain't long enough. Yeah, no. Eventually, because he is subtle, he's slick, he's tricky, and he's after anything that's under the roof. You can still get along together, but he'll attack your health. He'll attack your children, he'll attack your money. I've seen him do it. You don't care how long it takes. 
He never stops working either. He never stops working either. And so as people create an image and likeness of God, that we have to continue to base our life off the word of God. You know, my, I was, my parents were divorced when I was five years old. My mom's sitting right there on the front row. She's always been there. Always. My whole life. Amen. She's the one that took me to church. Made sure Daryl now is at church. There he is back here too. He's doing good this morning. He always took us to church and things like that. And, uh, but when that happened to my home, the break of my family, it affects you. It affects you because God wants you to have both of your parents. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And I know that. And even though I didn't experience that coming up, he wants you to have both of them. Yes. Amen. But if you don't, he said, I'll be a mother hey, come on. Mm-hmm. to those that don't have a mother. Yeah. And I'll be a father yeah. to the fatherless. Amen. I will make sure that the information you should have got from your biological parents, I'll make sure you get it one way or the other. Amen. Abraham found out God got a ram in the bush. God's got somebody that's going to help you to understand and and fill in those missing pieces that you're missing. Amen. Praise God if you just keep moving forward with him. And he did that for me. Because if you don't get to see a father in the house or you get to see the wrong image, that's even worse. And she said, it is. That's worse. Because now you got to unlearn some if you bought it. Or you got to spend your time resisting something that you shouldn't have to resist. And as a young person, you should have got the right image. So as I entered into the marriage, I listened to the Holy Ghost. I was led of the Spirit. And God led Pastor Sinton out of Dr. Jacobs. And he would get up in front of the church and say, divorce is not an option for us. I'm 24 years old. Divorce is not an option for us. We're going to have problems, but we're going to work it out. That's what we're going to do. And we don't even bring the word up. That's what he said. And they start building that in me. And I tell people when I talked about family marriage, he just wasn't a pastor to me. God never wanted something. He wasn't, he wasn't just a preacher to me. God never wants to give you an orator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First Peter says, I'm giving you a pastor that's going to be an example to the flock. Yeah, yeah. We need examples, yeah. y'all. Yeah. If the Bible said we need examples, then we need examples. Yeah. We don't need a message. We need somebody living the message. We need examples to the flock so that other people can look at it. And I I, I can look at him with his wife and I can look at him with his wife when everything wasn't going good. I remember I was standing one day one day and she was hot. And I didn't want to be there. (laughs) Children don't like to see their parents in disagreement. They want to see them fix it. Say amen to that. Because he's my spiritual father 
And Pastor Diane is my spiritual mother. And I was on a trip with her and I'm standing there and she done done something he didn't like. And she's going to get on him. And then I didn't want to see him retaliate. You know, somebody say something, then there's a retaliatory strike back. And then he did something that I'll never forget. She said something to him, and she said it in a tone, and she said it in a way that she was frustrated, and he knew it. And I said, man, wait till the retaliatory strike comes back. I don't want to see this. And he said, oh, honey. I said, oh, honey. Is that all you can? <laughs> no. I said, that was beautiful. How did you pull that? Where did that come from? Why about, how about, you can't talk to me like that. Who do you think you are? He said, oh, honey. I said, that was beautiful. That was better than one of Michael Jordan's dunks. From the free throw line. I said, I got to learn that. But I feel like retaliating. Oh, honey. And the Bible is right. A soft answer turns away wrath. It was beautiful. You need to see that. Instead of people gandernecking each other. You need to be able to see that. Instead of people going, children don't want to see people going back and forth. I didn't want to see that. The Bible is right again then. Soft and then it just pacified the whole thing. I said, that's why you're my champion, Dr. Yeah. Jacobs. You got to see that. You got to have that. And, and, and because of the pastoral gift we got, I've always felt indebted as a pastor because I knew it was the key to my home. That even when, it, when God talked, sent me to Nashville to start this church, one of the greatest concerns I had, how am I going to keep Pastor Cynthia in check? without Dr. Jacobs around the corner. And that was, that was a concern I set up at night. I'm ready to take her to Nashville, just me and her. That was the only concern I had about going to ministry. Because we were going to not only be pastoring a church, now we're going to have to keep our home and pastor the church. And my spiritual covering is in another city. But if you just keep coming, you start getting impartations on the inside of you. And you think you're just wasting your time sitting here. But God is strengthening you. You're getting Holy Ghost muscles that you didn't even know you had. You getting wisdom that you didn't even think were going the Holy Ghost was gonna bring back up again. You you know you know you don't got answers imparted to you how to deal with your children. You don't learn how to be led by the Spirit and say, hold it, let me go check on Junior right now. You don't got angels helping you, watching you, protecting your children. You know how to call them down. You know how to forgive. You know how to have mercy because it's been imparted to you all those years because you never missed. That's why God said, don't you forsake the assembling of yours. There's impartations of strength coming to you. You're going to need that word one day. 
You're going to need to have that victory one day. You're going to need that answer that came on Sunday night service. You're going to need that victory. You don't know what God's point is. That's why he said, do not forsake. The assembling of your, which is the practice. Excuse me if I did that. It was the Holy Ghost though. You're going to be anointed all week. People ain't going to know why. You're going to have the anointing all week long. I never missed. Never. I was so intimidated that I was going to miss something that was vital to keeping my home, to keeping my children. I remember one day I was standing there and Keisha was having stomach pains. And Dr. Jacobs and I was just standing there talking. And she came up to us and just tears rolling down her face. There was just a pain going on in her body. And he just stuck his hand out and laid it on her. And when he did that, the anointing came. And then all of a sudden she stopped crying. All of a sudden the pain subsided. I'm sitting there just watching it. And then she just walked off. I sitting there watching it. So this past Wednesday night, Pastor Cynthia came up to me. She was almost doubled over in pain. It was time to come to Wednesday night service. She's almost doubled over in pain. And she was really hurting. And she came and I said, Come in, come in the study. And she walked in the study and I just laid my hands on her stomach. See, I didn't miss that service. See, I didn't miss that service. Oh, praise God. I feel the power of God in this way. See, I didn't miss that service. And if I didn't miss the service, then I wouldn't have been talking to him after church. And if I wasn't talking to him after church, then my daughter wouldn't have walked up to me with him. And then when he found out was one, he put his hand out there. It's power in your hand when you are the race of God. When you are the seed that crushed Satan, when you have the nature of God on the inside of you, there's power in your hand. He has already said something about you. They shall lay hands on the sick and that's not might recover. They shall recover. Why the kingdom of God is here. Oh, the kingdom is here. And that means that everything that is of darkness and everything that's opposed to the kingdom of God is getting ready to get pushed back because the kingdom has come violent and the kingdom comes violent and it takes what it wants by force. And I laid my hands on her and right in front of my face, the pain subsided and she turned off like Keisha and just walked off. And came on the church that night and you'd have never thought something happened at all. Oh, there's power in the kingdom of God. The greatest union there is, it's in the house of God. And if one of y'all can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. Oh, your marriage is the most powerful thing God put on this earth. That's why he wants to divide your house. That's why he wants to try to tear your house up. And he wants to tear it up before you know better. And so your only defense is man shall not live by bread alone. 
A house alone is not going to help. Two good careers alone is not going to help. Living in the right subdivision is not enough. Having the right furniture in the house is right enough. Having two cars in the garage is not enough. Having a 401k program is not enough. Having pension is not enough. Having millions in the bank is not enough. He done made million pe millions of people with millions go broke and crazy and hurt and destroy one another in life because the devil is ruthless. But Jesus said, upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When you are living by the word of God, hell ain't got a chance against your marriage, against your children, and against your family. We, we knock the door down coming to church. We knocked it down. And we took all of them. We knocked the door down coming to church and we took all of them. They know it. They, they, back then it wasn't an option. They had to come. I remember he asked us one morning, are we going to church? Well, where else are we going? But he already knew the answer. He just asked. But now I don't even have to say a word to them. Because they know the answer to home. They know the answer. They know what the answer is. Man shall not. He shall not. And you need to listen to God here. He shall not do it another way. And have success. That's why it's 50 percent failure for the saved and 50 percent failure for the unsaved because the church does not believe when he said shall not they think it's because they got a cross and because their name is on the roll no baby you got to get up and live by faith and faith don't come except by hearing the word of God and it's not the words you can have in a house by yourself he said how can they hear without a preacher and how can he preach unless he they be sent amen and how beautiful are the feet of them that bring glad tidings of good things. No, you got to hear a pastor, praise God. You're going to have to submit yourself to a man of God, just like I did, praise God. And you can't be the one you want. It's got to be the one God sent you. He said, I'm going to give you pastors after my heart. I'm going to give them to you. That's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding so you will not be disappointed, so that you will not be in lack. So that you will not be fearful, but you will have knowledge and understanding and you're going to multiply and increase in the earth. If you do it the way he said it, then you'll get the results he promised. Man shall not live by bread alone. You cannot have a house without God. You cannot have a house without calling on the Lord. You cannot have a house without intercession. You cannot have a house where nobody opens the Bible. You cannot have a house where nobody can call on the Lord. You got to have a place where the word of God is flowing through your house because where the word is, there's power in the word of God. There's life in the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and there was nothing made that was made without the word of God. And if you're going to make it in your house, you're going to have the word in the morning, word in the evening and word at night. Somebody shout the word of God. Cannot live. He shall not. That's contractual language. 
That means if somebody had abundant life without God, then God lied. If somebody was able to put the word aside and have peace and joy and happiness and salvation and divine protection and keeping your family safe and living a long life and not your body wearing out. God renewing your youth like the eagles and your children growing up like plants around your table and honoring, praise God, and respecting and honoring you. Amen. And having provision in your home. If you could do it without God, then he lied. But God has gone on record. I am not a man that I shall lie. I speak and it's done and command and it stands fast. I say light be and light is. Amen. His word is holding up this whole planet. You shall not live by natural means alone, but by every word. You can't even get part of it now because he said everyone did. So you can't even get part of a word. You got to come in here and get all this word. You got to come get this word, praise God. If I got to preach, if I got to be ready to preach to you, in season and out of season that you can come to me at any time and get any word that you need then you better be ready to come when you don't feel like it I gotta come when I don't feel like it I gotta preach when I don't feel like it I gotta counsel when I don't feel like it I gotta lay hands on people when I don't feel like it so you not feeling like it don't mean nothing you get your Bible and you do like Moses everything in this house is moving to the word of God You can't get half of the word. No. I didn't make this up. I'm coming right out of the Bible, ain't it? Amen. I'm not even, I didn't even close it up like the preacher used to do, turn the light off and close it up. It's still open. Or well, some preachers don't even have a Bible out now. Just come out and start talking. No. If you're going to have love in your home, and you're going to have a marriage. Man shall not live. I'm preaching good, Tutu. I don't care what you say. No matter what Tutu's saying. Man shall not live. You see that right there? You in Matthew 4-4? What time is it, Caleb? Because the Super Bowl coming on today. And I know somebody got to get their Super Bowl wings and Super Bowl popcorn. 11.56, I got to shut this down. Amen, but this is Loving Marriage Month. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you look up the word not in the Greek, it means, doesn't mean maybe. It doesn't mean possibly. It means I absolutely. Karina, where you going? She's the second oldest. I always check on her. Where you? I don't burn up in here, so she got to get a break. But anyway, but anyway, wasn't trying to do it, love her. Praise God. But anyway, that's just the word. Praise God. It means the word "not" means I absolutely deny any other outcome, except for what I said. He says, shall not. You got a decision to make. 
Don't come to church and assume it's going to work out for you because I'm your pastor. Don't assume it's going to work out because you go to a church that believes in divine healing. Speak that. Miracles, signs, and wonders, and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. And you know healing exists. You know, seeing people get healed up in this church. We got testimonies all over this church. We got people, pros we got people prospering and expanding all over this church. God has said we're going to have millions up in this congregation. We got to get up out of here. What happened to the building drawings? Anybody know? That's off the subject, but anyway. See, I think about that. Now, he said, shall not live the God kind of life. When you are not living the God kind of life, you're just existing. On the same level the world is listening. Zoe, the quality of life God has. Amen. He said, man shall not live by natural means alone. A neighbor next to us, they're gone. I'm talking about literally not on the planet anymore. Family of four. Never darkened the door of a church. Swimming pool in the backyard, drinking beer, partying, jumping in the water. But we coming down our steps going to church. Church in the schools and church everywhere else. Pastor Cynthia tried to talk to him. I tried to talk to him. Good careers. Both of them were nurses. Good careers. Didn't go to nobody's church. Every morning, Sunday morning, here we go. Wednesday night, here we go. Sunday night prayer. There ain't nobody splashing in the pools today. The pool is closed. And if you look like it, it looked like it was just going to be equal and normal living. Until one day, I get a knock on my front door. Who's knocking on our door? Because we, we ain't nobody scheduled to come. It's the next door neighbor. Got the smell of beer all on it. Ain't shaved. Stand on my front. And they ain't take a bath either. How you know? Because I can smell him when he's standing. But maybe anybody would have drunk under these conditions and not shaved. When your son, your youngest son, just took a revolver and blew his brains out. And now you're sitting on the front porch just shedding tears. Because the devil was, what was going on in his life at the time, the devil was able to house him to take a revolver, load it, and point it at his head, and blow his brains out. Now, we talk about irreversible damage. Now we can't fix this. So all I could do was take him in all of his smell and say, I'm so sorry. 
and let him cry in your arms. And oh, by the way, why did you come to this house? This house is all over this tree. Why don't you come to this one? Why do I need to know that? It ain't six months later. It's a knock at the door again. Same situation, same tears. Just a different hurt to add to the other one. Mm -hmm. The wife just passed away. All I can do is take you in my arms. I'm so sorry. Hold you while you cry. Whatever we can do, let us know. You got one more child. He's strung out on drugs now. Living in his car. Why are you in the city natural? He comes to my house. He don't want a job. He don't want to work. I'm going to sell the house and let him figure it out on his own. And now the whole family's gone. My lawn man comes by this year. He keeps up with everybody in the whole city, it seems like. Because <laughs> they cut people grass. Mm -hmm. He said, Keith, did you know your neighbor, someone next door, has passed away? Mm. I said, no, I didn't know that. So you just got a boy running around the city now with nobody on drugs. Whole family gone. I've seen it over and over and over again. You're going to have a house. Psalms 127, he said, except the Lord build a house, except you are not the builder of your own home. Let's look at that, and we're done. Psalms 127, so you'll know where it is. You won't hear me quote it. Psalms 127, verse 1. If you had any tragedy in your life, You had any tragedy in your life. It's not God. God don't take nobody early. Nope. He said, I come, you have life. Jesus said, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All destruction. All loss of life. All of it. There is no such thing as act of nature and an act of God. <laughs> Just get that out your head now. That's Jesus said, <clears throat> in the old covenant, God said, I get no pleasure out of seeing people perish. Wow. The same thing I told Miss Carlita. She called me about her mother. She said, my mother's wasting away. She's down under 100 pounds. Pastor, what should I do? And the Holy Spirit brought that scripture to me. He says, tell her, I get no pleasure out of people perishing. None. And I said, well, maybe God brought you to this church so you would know how to minister to your mother. You may be the only one in your family that understands the power of God. Mm -hmm. We just got through singing. He never stops working. Mm -hmm. If you got the faith, he never stops working. If you can believe, all things are possible to the believer. Amen. Her mother turned the corner, turned around, got her weight back, and came yeah, on. Yeah. 
Yes. But you got to be healed. Yeah. Somebody else came to me, Pastor, can you, and they heard me say, can you lay hands on my meter so I can go back and minister my day? You ain't here. It ain't going to work. I'll pray for you, but it's not going to work because you're never here. Moving right along, you ought to be at Psalms 127 because it's my last verse of scripture right here. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. All labor, all the house payment money, all the furniture money, all the tuition money because their children went to private school. My neighbor's children went to private school. All the private school money, all the clothes money, all the years of labor and toil put into that home. Eventually, the devil was able to wipe it out. You live long enough, you see it over and over again. People are like, well, just. It was just unfortunate for that family. No, somehow the devil got involved in some kind of decision making. And people made the wrong choice because if they were led by the Spirit of God, just like Jesus was led by the Spirit, the Spirit of God would have told them, no, don't do this right now. You need to do this instead of that. Yes. You need to do this instead of the other thing. But because people even say they're Christians, but they're so far from being led by the Spirit of God, then they end up getting the same thing in life the heathens get. Mm 